Psalm 17. Hear a just cause, O Yahweh. Attend to my cry. Give ear to my prayer from lips free of deceit. From your presence let my vindication come. Let your eyes behold the right. You have tried my heart. You have visited me by night. You have tested me and you will find nothing. I propose that my mouth will not transgress with regard to the works of man by the word of your lips. I have avoided the ways of the violent. My steps have held fast to your paths. My feet have not slipped. I call upon you, for you will answer me, O God. Incline your ear to me. Hear my words. Wondrously show your steadfast love, O Savior, of those who seek refuge from their adversaries at your right hand. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings from the wicked who do me violence, my deadly enemies who surround me. They close their hearts to pity. With their mouths they speak arrogantly. They have now surrounded our steps. They have set their eyes to cast us to the ground. He is like a lion, eager to tear, as a young lion lurking in ambush. Arise, O Yahweh, confront him, subdue him, Deliver my soul from the wicked by your sword, from men by your hand, O Yahweh, from men of the world whose portion is in this life. You fill their womb with treasure, they are satisfied with children, and they leave their abundance to their infants. As for me, I shall behold your face in righteousness. When I awake, I shall be satisfied with your likeness. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Exodus 3, verse 14. Good day to you this day, the start of our journey through the entirety of the scriptures. And so we are not, first, there's a few things I'm going to make note of, is that <clears throat> I'm not sure how long it's going to take to get through, especially the Old Testament, because the Old Testament obviously is quite a bit longer than the New Testament. Um, but the way we're going to do it is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday is going to be the old we're going to be reading from the old testament tuesday and thursday will be the new testament and we are not going in order so we're not going to go and when i say that is we're not going in order that they are printed in the scriptures where this is going to be noticeable is for example when we get to chapter 12 of genesis we're going to segue over to the book of job and the reason is is we're trying i'm trying to do kind of a little bit of with the Old Testament, I'm trying to be chronological. So in other words, we're going to read the texts around the time that they would take place within the context of Scripture. And the New Testament is going to be kind of a combination of chronological and thematic. Um, those who, and so that's going to be kind of how 
So they're not going to be directly in order. And the reason I want to do this is because I'm going to allow, I want to use those contexts of reading these scriptures in the order that we are to help us to better and more strongly understand the text. So it is with that in mind, we are going to start with Genesis chapter 1. So let me bring that up onto the screen for you. As we are getting started, we're going to look a little bit at what the book, a little bit about the background of the book of Moses. So the dating for the book of Moses, you see it right there, 1446 to 1406 BC is the estimate as it was written by Moses, very likely on Mount Sinai, something we'll talk about. Um, you know, we're going to talk about when we're in, when we're a little bit later, a little bit farther down the road. So here's some key places, themes, yada, yada. Um, memory verses, Genesis 1, 26 to 27, uh, 2, 16 to 17. We'll get to those reading Genesis. But I'm going to read what Luther says. So Luther on Genesis. And it says, in his first book, Genesis, Moses teaches how all creatures were created. And is the chief cause for his writing when sin and death came, namely by Adam's fall, through the devil's wickedness. But immediately thereafter, before the coming of the law of Moses, he teaches whence help is to come, for the driving out of sin and death, namely not by the law or men's own works, since there was no law as yet, but by the seed of the woman. Christ promised to Adam and Abraham in order that throughout the scriptures from the beginning faith may be praised above all works and laws and merits. Genesis, therefore, is made up almost entirely of illustrations of faith and unbelief and of the fruits that faith and unbelief bear. It is an exceedingly evangelical book. We assert that Moses spoke in the literal sense not allegorically or figuratively about the creation, i.e. that the world with all its creatures was created within six days as the words read. If we do not comprehend the reason for this, let us remain pupils and leave the job of teacher to the Holy Spirit. The line of descent was traced from Adam through many patriarchs, down to Noah, and from there down to Abraham. During this time, the church suffered great damage, for ungodliness had increased to such an extent that even the descendants of the saints were carried away into error. Therefore, it was necessary for Moses to point out how in this great peril God accomplished the rebirth of the church, lest it collapse entirely and true religion be utterly blotted out. This account deserves our attention as an extra extraordinary example of mercy. It should encourage and persuade us that God will preserve the church also in our own time, when everything is threatening religion with destruction. Despite the great importance of their content, the preceding accounts are very brief. In these which follow, however, the Holy Spirit will speak at greater length and will discuss everything in greater detail. Accordingly, up to this point, the church looks like a brook that is flowing along peacefully. 
but now it receives accessions and rushes along with the roar of the real river until, through the marvelous blessing of God, the holy nation expands into a vast ocean and fills the world with its name. So, pretty extensive intro by Luther. So, with that in mind, we are going to read Genesis chapter 1. Ooh, and I'm not anywhere close to it on here. So let me bring it up on the screen. Alright, Genesis 1, verse 1. It says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. And God said, Let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse. And it was so. And God called the expanse heaven. And there was evening, and there was morning the second day. And God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the waters that were gathered together he called seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let the earth sprout vegetation, plants, yielding seed, and fruit trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its kind on the earth. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their own kinds, and trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its kind. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening, and there was morning the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening, and there was morning the fourth day. Now, I want to highlight a few things at this point. One thing that's kind of, an, of note is notice that the sun was created after the sun, the stars, the moon, it was created after the light was created. Which tells you that light, that the sun, all these things are not the source of, the, of light. But rather, 
Even the sun and the earth and the moon and the stars receive their sun, their light from somewhere else. So it's a reminder that, well, God provided it. Um, also notice says that there is darkness and there is night, mid and day. And so note that nighttime is not bad. Night is not an evil thing. Darkness isn't an evil thing. Um, in a sin-fallen world, it's dangerous and it's violent and deadly and all those things. But it wasn't of that way originally. Because without sin, the darkness, the night, the time to, that you get to sleep and everything like that, that is a gift. That is something that God created it to be. And it is actually a good thing. Because notice, what does it say? There is evening and there is morning. God saw that it was good. And by the way, notice the order of the days. So the, the structure is that everything is evening and morning. This is how the Jewish calendar worked for the longest time. Is that evening was the start of the day and the morning was the end of the day. This is why on the old church calendars, the old Jewish calendars, the start of the day was actually at 6 p.m. Instead of in the more earlier and so when there was and so that's kind of a little bit of a mark of difference um, between um, what our culture is and this is actually why a church calendar like Christmas Eve Christmas Eve evening that was the start of Christmas morning is this, the last part of Christmas so evening and morning that's the way it was ordered Verse 20, and God said, let the waters swarm with swarms of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the heavens. So God created the great sea creatures and every living creature that moves with which the waters swarm according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good and God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning the fifth day. And God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kinds, livestock and creeping things and beasts of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth according to their kinds, and the livestock according to their kinds, and everything that creeps on the ground according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, Behold, 
I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth, and every tree with seed in its fruit, that you shall have them for food, and to every burst of the beast of the earth, and to every bird of the heavens, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so, and God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was good, and there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. So there we go. Six days, God creates everything. And note, everything is, is the fancy word for this. He creates everything ex nihilo. That means out of nothing. Nothing existed except for him. And he made it with merely his word. And some people wonder, how can this be? That's not possible. It's not scientifically possible. The problem with this argument is, one, is who created science in the first place? Who makes the possible possible? He does. Some will argue that the earth was extremely old. But and based upon the fact that there is... The, we have evidence that it appears as if the world has existed for a long time. But here's the thing. If you were to create a world, would you create everything old? Or would you create everything young? You could create the earth all as an infant, but would it survive? Of course not. So in order for the earth to be plentiful, to, to survive... God would naturally create the earth old. So in other words, when the earth was created, it was created with the appearance of an earth that may have, would have existed for a very long time. So this is very likely the reason why we cannot get an accurate age on the earth. And can, how can God do these things? Well, again, he's God. If he wants to speak something into existence, he can. And some might say, well, you know, that's not possible. Well, if he, if he can't do it, then he's not God. By definition, be, as he is God, he is able to say it and then make it happen. So, let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we give you thanks that by your word you created the heavens and the earth and you have created us. Let us rejoice in the wonders of your creation. In Jesus' name, who taught us to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. We continue... With the hymn of the week, 
um, which is going to be kind of following. We're going to kind of. I'm going to start doing uh, the hymns that we're going to do for the next several weeks are going to be um, based on the th- on baptism, and so the one that we're going to sing that we'll have this week is water, blood, and spirit crying. So we continue with that hymn. 